Hi, and welcome to episode 143 of the Heartland Knits podcast. My name is Vicki, but you can find me as Heartland Knits on Ravelry and Instagram. And today is Sunday, May 15th, 2016. This is going to be a really quick little show, I think. Um, I don't have all that much to uh, show you. I have a one new knitting project and a little bit of garden talk, and that'll probably be it. You might think that the, the sequence of numbers, uh, episode numbers, is kind of off. Um, I did record a show, but I haven't gotten it posted anywhere, so... I do plan to post that one, um, so I'm going on with with the the numbers. But so let me just start out with what's been on my needles. I finished the little pink sweater that I was working on. Um, of course, it's blocking right now, so I don't have it to show it to you. But I did start a new project. I had um, kind of promised myself when I got those two sweaters finished that I could cast on a uh, lace shawl and that's what I did. I cast on this um, pattern, the cover pattern from the um, Ultima Thule book um, and this is a design by Denise Bell. It's this, the pattern name is called Kishi which is a type of basket, kind of traditional basket on the Shetland Islands used um, in fishing. I am knitting this out of Malabrigo lace in the color Jewel Blue. And it looks like this, which is really pretty pretty close to what it looks like. It's kind of a periwinkly kind of a blue. I have this on my Yarn Buddy from Sun Valley Fibers, which I use for lace all the time. I find it really convenient to uh, um, use for um, when I'm knitting lace. Oh, I got the tag tangled up there. But this is where I am. You can, uh, it starts out with sort of a, a woven stitch to kind of represent the basket. And so that is the first little section. And then it goes on to, let's see if I can get this spread out. Um, this kind of lacy section, which um, has like a lot of open work. And what this represents, this is a stitch pattern that she has kind of worked out and it's representing, if you look at it this way, you can't tell as much as if you look at it kind of this way. And these are little, little fish that she's got um, charted. It's not going to show up as much you know, until it's blocked, but so you do this pattern for several more repeats and then it's got an um, applied lace edging on it. This one was just that right kind of shade of, of periwinkle that will go with the dress. So um, it's, it's a, it's a nice pattern um, to work. Um, I, I like I like how it's written. Um, it, it reminds me very much of the Hazel Carter lace shawls, if you've ever knit one of one of hers. Uh, something about the narrative, because 
that's what Hazel Carter used to do is kind of have a like a story um, background kind of about the the shawl and the stitch patterns and and that's what Denise has done but also kind of in the way that she actually wrote it out and um, has um, you know working it um, it's very very clear um, it's charted and um, so anyway it's it's I'm finding it um, enjoyable that is kind of my new project and it's it's really the one thing that I've been working on we had a couple days a couple of weeks ago where it was really nice and I was working out in the garden a lot and then um, kind of would would uh, come in and I worked on the porch a little bit on the, the uh, black what was the um, forest darkness so I got a little bit maybe an inch of that done but I will um, wait to show it to you till it gets a little bit farther. Um, but really, um, lately, kind of the I think I started the shawl on Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday. So that has really been kind of my main my main knitting. Off the needles, I told you I finished the little garden party cardigan. Um, but I, I don't have it to show it to you, but I am wearing today my egg bohus, which I know I knit last year and I showed it a lot on the podcast, but I'm not sure if I ever wore it on the podcast. But um, this is the one that I, I was knitting last spring. I'm not exactly sure when I, when I finished it, but it's probably right around this time, maybe a couple, you know, early March or early May of last year but I love love this one it the colors are not <clears throat> coming up quite they're looking more washed out in person it's just like like sunshine I just I really really like it because my dress is is yellow too so it's it's looking I'm looking very washed out at least what I can see um, but yeah that's this is what was off the needles last year. So even though it's still cold enough out to wear a bahus, it we had a little frost overnight actually, and it was about forty degrees when I went to church this morning. But so even you know saying that, um, I have been able to get out in the garden a little bit. Not this last week, that was rain practically every day, and it's been cold. But the week before last. Um, I did get a lot of, of work done out there and I am still very much under the spell of rose fever. Um, I've been, you know, collecting them as, as kind of soon as it got nice enough that garden centers started to get in their plants. I, you know, went around and I was kind of haunting places and checking back all the time when they would get shipments and, and collecting some. But the roses that I really wanted, um, I think I've, I talked about this last year a little bit, were the, the David Austin English roses, which are the ones that I love the most. And, you know, kind of none of the uh, places kind of right here had them for sale. And I really didn't want to do kind of mail order uh, of them. But I ended up finding... Um, a nursery, a greenhouse 
about an hour and a half away from me that um, had their, it, it was, it's kind of way out in the country in a little town and, um, but they had their whole kind of plant catalog online so that you could see so and they had a ton of roses they had the English roses but they had a ton of other ones and they you know had all kinds of stuff so I thought I would I would take a chance because I wanted to do something special on May the 4th because that was my five-year cancerversary um, that was kind of the day five years ago that I had my surgery for ovarian cancer and and I wanted to do kind of something to mark that day so that day ended up, I, I didn't go because it was really cold and windy and blustery and not a good day to go plant shopping at all. Or I, even driving, it was, they, the winds were really wicked and I have a little car, so I hate getting blown around on the road. Um, so the next day, it was beautiful. And so I got up and, I, you know, took a drive down there. And it was the most fabulous place. It's in Exonia, which is just east of Watertown. And it was huge. They had 38 greenhouses and then all like all those perennials and the roses and the you know trees and shrubbery and stuff was all outside. Um, it was it was huge and everything seemed really well grown. The people that worked there were just, were super nice, but and also super knowledgeable because it was like such a big place. So you could, you know, ask them and they could t like tell you exactly where to go and stuff. So, um, you know, they had their whole plant catalog online, which is kind of why I took a chance on, on uh, going down there, but I didn't know if they didn't update it kind of when, you know, people bought, you know, something. So you didn't know for sure if what they had listed there, they were actually going to have. But um, they did have a, a kind of a big bunch of the Austin Roses. And so I ended up getting five of them because that was my five-year anniversary. And I felt bad. There were a, like a bunch of other ones that they had that I didn't get to bring home. I wanted to bring them all home, but I thought like five was a good, a good uh, uh, number. And it was, I kind of really blew my flower budget for this year. I kind of went over into like the, the ZK yarn budget. I don't think I'm going to even go to in the marketplace there at ZK. But I, um, so I planted all of these. I have just a few that I haven't, but I planted all the English roses. So um, this is a really good example sort of of what I mean in that they're different than like a a typical kind of rose like you would get from a florist that kind of, um, you know, T-shape, hybrid T-shape um, with a really high center. These have kind of the old rose look and they are super, super fragrant. Um, David Austin is um, been breeding roses since uh, like the 60s, I think. And he is in England. There's a picture of him on one of these. That's, that's David Austin, senior and junior there. Um, but this was a brand new one that was new for this year. 
and it's supposed to be really, really beautiful. It's called Olivia Rose Austin, and it was named after his granddaughter. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful pink. So um, I, I was, you know, I, I wanted to get kind of a, a, like a big variety. So that one I was so glad they had because it's supposed to be um, also disease resistant. His roses are really the like the scent, the fragrance, and the the um, size and shape of the flower is kind of what they're breeding for. The disease resistance, not so much. So I know um, in different parts of the country, like sometimes they don't grow well at all. I will see what happens. I'm I'm like looking forward to it. And so then I got this one, which I just think is beautiful. It's called Boscobel which is a beautiful kind of more corally kind of deep pink. And then um, another one that I've been, I've been reading a lot and going on like, you know, um, different like rose forums and stuff and like reading about um, them. And this one is when people say, well, if you could have one rose, what would it be? This one comes up a lot. So I was happy that they had it and it's called Munstead Wood which is a deep, deep crimson. So all of these pots were um, kind of, they were like special just in how they were potted up. They had kind of a, a special, they were kind of square shaped and they have this little, see that little emblem in, in um, gold kind of embossed on the front of it. They were just, they looked fancy just from that. But the the plants themselves were very, very small. Um, just, you could just see sort of where the um, they were starting to uh, um, bud, uh, not even bud, but um, kind of break the cane. Um, and I'm not sure if they were like send up potted I kind of don't think so. Or if they were like sent bare root to this greenhouse and then they potted them up in these pots because when I planted them, there was really no effective root ball at all. It, it was almost like it kind of just, they fell apart and they were well watered um, before I planted them. And um, so they were, it was basically like planting a bare root um, rose, which, um, I had never done before, but I was really thankful that I got them all in. Kind of, we had this rain kind of all last week, so they got watered in really well. And I went out on Friday and just looked at them, and they were three times as big as they were. So I was really happy. So then the other two, so those were mostly in the pink ranges, and um, I, I, uh, there were so many, there were, I, I felt bad, I still feel bad about leaving some of them behind, but I got this one because I had seen this online and it's like an apricot color and it's called Crown Princess Margareta. And um, that's a really pretty one. And then I love yellow roses, so I had to get a yellow and I got this one, which is called Golden Celebration. So those are my Austin roses. Um, that I um I'm I can't wait until till they bloom. So they are basically bare root. I am hoping that 
just to get flowers on them um, this year, just to see how they how they uh, um, their fragrance and what they look like and stuff. So before that, I had been I told you I'd been haunting the garden centers and and things. And um, one of the things that I wanted to to uh, get was a climbing rose. I wanted to uh, try growing a climbing rose, which they're kind of hard to grow kind of here because, I mean, you can get roses that you, you know, cut back and you, um, you know, cover for the winter um, because of, um, and, and have them come back either from the roots or from the graft. But a climbing rose it has to be kind of cane hardy um, so that you don't have to cut it back or else you have to do there's this this crazy method where you um, kind of dig it half up out of the ground and then like dig a trench and like tip it into the trench and cover it all up so that you don't lose any of the length of the canes. So there's a few that, are, you know, are... are um, hopefully cane hardy. I don't know if the one I got was, but I just, even if it come, has to come back every year, I had to get it. So there's, I was looking at different ones and reading, that's where I started like kind of reading up about them. And um, there was one called the America Rose, which is supposed to be really fragrant, which is what I'm always looking for. And it's, that's going out in what was, what I used to always call the pink garden that I'm calling now is the rose garden because that's where like all of these roses were planted so um and then there's another one that i that i saw for sale called um, william baffin which is a um, canadian bred rose you know they know canada knows cold and that is supposed to be like truly cane hardy here um, so i thought about getting that one and then i saw this one at the garden um, center and I came back and I read about it and then I had to run right back out and get it because it just it, it spoke to me and it was called the pretty and pink um, rose and um, you know I looked it up on on um, different websites and googled it and I came upon this conversation in this forum about um, you know, somebody was asking about it and they were talking about it and, and and it was new last year. And all of a sudden this um, one voice said, you know, his name and, and he's like, I bred that rose in my backyard. And um, it was, I mean, I mean, he's been growing roses for a long time and he's um, out in California, I think. But um, he, you know, came across this this rose and, and uh, um, knew, I think he knew people kind of in the rose industry who helped, he said they helped him um, like um, write the patent for it and, and everything. And so they, you know, he it's, it's his rose, so he gets to name it. Um, but the pretty in pink is just like that one rose that I had last year that was just like kind of the marketing name. But the rose that he gave it was was called Margaret May, which was his mom's name. And they had this, he posted this picture of her like when she was in, she was in the hospital and, um, you know, had this like big bouquet of roses. And I had to, you know, because... 
he named it for his mom. So that's what um, what I've been reading is is you know you they you know they give them the, the names you know if if they name it after their wife it's probably a really good rose but if they name it after their mother it's like a spectacular rose because you know so anyway that's what that one looks like i hope it's that was a pretty good size um, bush when i bought it and this is called the romantica line which i think is also a marketing term but it the um, pictures of the flowers look like they're similar to the Austin kind of type of flowers, that they're more the old-fashioned-y look. Um, and I bought another one in that line of, of one. It's called Orchid Romance. Um, but I think what the difference is, is these, the, the shape of the bush is more like a hybrid tea. Um, it's more upright where the Austin are more like reformish kind of bushes we shall see anyway i have orchid dream and then i bought um a couple um of the easy elegance ones which is um also when i went down to that big greenhouse they had i found the kiss me rose which is the one that last year I, I didn't think it was going to come up and it half kind of was going to dig it up and then there was a little sprout and I left it. Well, it's still there and it's still got that one cane. It's with a one cane wonder. Um, but the, the rose in front of it that I love so much, the Delish rose, I didn't want to dig it out, like to separate because I didn't want to hurt either one of those. So I'm just leaving it there. I think they'll be fine, but I found a second, you know, a replacement, Kiss Me, um, Easy Elegance, which um, I haven't, that one I haven't planted, that one's going in the back garden, but I got two other ones, and one is called Calypso, which is another pink, it looks very pink in this picture, but the pictures online I've seen of it go from like apricot to pink, um, and then I also got this one, which is a little one. Um, called Sunrise Sunset, which also seem like they um, like change color a little bit. So um, I got those, and then I got a couple. I know I got Rose Fever <laughs> um, of of these that are called the Drift. Um, they're like in the Drift line, and this is called Apricot Drift. And then I got this one, it's Peach Drift. Um, and I also bought Sweet Drift, which is like a little bit lighter pink. That one I still have to get in. Um, so these are very short, like little, low, kind of like miniature like type ones. Um, and then I bought, I have another Easy Elegance one that hasn't been planted yet that's called Music Box that is got kind of white, um, whitish, yellowish, whitish um, blooms and then like pink around the outside and they fade to pink. So, rose fever. Um, <laughs> so that I got like all the, like the roses, um, all of these roses in um, last weekend. I got those all planted, which was right before the big rains. So, um, and then I've bought all the, 
the herbs and, um, you know, to put in the, the herb garden. I brought all of those, luckily, you know, I had those still as baby plants in there. Um, I, I brought those in even off of the porch last night because I was, I was worried. I knew it was, you know, 30 degrees is pretty cold for basil. <laughs> um, so I have those to, to plant this week and then I'm going to do, um, you know, put those last roses in, in um, what was like little mom's garden um, and a few other little plants. Um, things along the edge I still have to do. So um, hopefully, I, you know, I really went over budget on the roses. Um, so I think I'm going to do kind of like a lot of um, a bunch of seeds too, just so we shall see what happens. But, um, you know, hopefully this week will be a much better week to get out there. I really wanted to get the garden done early so that I don't have to worry about little baby plants dying when I'm at ZK. Um, so I feel good that the, the roses got a good start. Um, and now just to keep the bunnies away. Um, from them. I haven't gone out and looked today. I looked at the rose on the front and it looked like it was eaten a little bit. Um, I, I usually put out like a pepper spray on them so that the, the bunnies don't enjoy munching on the little bit on the, the uh, um, roses. So, but with the rain, you, you just couldn't because it just got washed away right away. So I will be going and doing that after I finish here. For show and tell, I really don't have any yarn, but today is International Flubog Day, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> it's John Flubog's birthday. He's, he's the designer of the shoes that I love so much. So I did have, I, I did order a pair already this morning, um, which will be coming soon, I hope. Um, but I did have a pair that I haven't shown on the podcast. I did post them on Instagram, um, but I got these for Easter. So I thought I would show them here just because it's Flubog Day and you haven't seen them. But, but these are the Vivian. And um, did you have, when I was little, I always... For Easter, we always got little white patent leather shoes. And when I saw that they had these, um, I just thought they looked like like grown-up patent leather shoes. So they have a pointy, pointy toe, and they have this really, like, cool, I don't, I guess it's plasticky, like, block heel. And it's got kind of, it's blowing out, but vertical sort of ridges in it. And the light blue is, yeah, it's about like that. Um, but anyway, this is called the Vivian and, um, yeah, so that was my, my latest pair and then I'll hopefully get a new pair that they, they, um, are, um, supposed to be coming out of Boston. So hopefully they will, I will get them by the end of the week. Um, you know, if they're coming from the West coast, it usually takes a full week, but if they get them out, you know, fairly fairly quickly, um, I will have new shoes and I hope they fit because I've never tried them. But. So that's about it from here. Um, in a couple weeks is ZK. 
I didn't sign up to teach a class this year. Um, I just kind of wanted to have a little more just unstructured, just not don't have to be any place at a certain time kind of kind of thing. But if you're going to be there and you know, you have questions about anything that I've kind of like talked about or shown on the podcast, you know, that, you know, cast on or, you know, you talked about knitting back backwards or like any of those kind of things, just please come and find me and I'd be happy to just, you know, sit down and, and you know, show you or whatever. So, um, but that is it from here. I'm going to go check on the garden and until I see you next week from my heart to yours. Happy knitting.